LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network. Hello, I'm Madeline Galea. And I'm Scott Sanders. Welcome to The One Thing, a podcast designed to give you one solid practical tip for gospel-centered ministry every Monday. Hello, Scott. G'day, Maddie. Uh, <laughs> I was just interested. You don't like Christmas carols. You just said that just as we were sort of preparing, and I'm, I'm just thinking, what? Why? You know, I was saying I love Alicia Keys. Um, That's, she's know. not a Christmas carol. She's a singer. <laughs> yeah. I know. I like um, some Christmas songs. Look, partly I was in concert band in school. Maybe that's a dorky thing to say, but I played the flute and Silent That is a very Night. dorky thing to say. I I'm, know. Glad you've, I'm glad you said that out loud. But, yeah. you know, I was... <laughs> I had enough friends, so I was all right. But um, <laughs> thank you. But I think maybe, yeah, it was that practicing of carols. Um, you know, four weeks in December singing carols, just they're hard songs to sing as well. Most people, I would say. See, my my daughter's, I think my daughter's experience of carols is that they've been able to make a a ton of money, you know, busking from, you know, playing the carols around Christmas time. You know, they just seem to connect. I think, uh, no, they were playing their violin and their musical instruments, but I I think they've lost the cuteness factor now, so I don't know if they'd get as much money. But I love Hark the the Herald. No, Um, no. Um, oh Holy Night, is that it? Yeah, that's the only one I love, but that's because it kind of sounds a bit like a normal Christian song. Yeah, know? and and I, I grew up, it. I mean, I grew up going to the domain with my parents' Bible study group, and oh. so we'd go with a whole bunch of families, and we'd make the trek out and get home late at night, there, you know, so... Oh, I go for so long. Oh, I love, oh, I love carols, <laughs> so I'm going to have to disagree with you. No, just know that January 1st, I'm happy, because carols are done for 11 months. But for now, you press play on another episode of The One Thing, Christmas Services. Think, so we're thinking into how to construct the Christmas, Christmas Eve and Boxing Day services. Scott Sanders. I think to be aware that it, it's, a, you know, there's substantially, it's a substantial discipling moment. Um, you know, there's so much rich theology as you head back to the Old Testament and see all the promises and then see their fulfillment in Jesus and around the birth. There's so so much richness just in the two birth narratives that we have in the Gospels as well. So I, I just want to say, it, it's, I think Christmas is, is a really important celebration event for the life of the believer and discipling that. Um, so I want to say, in your services, edify the believer. And I've been to loads of great you know, Christmas Eve services and Christmas services, which are real rich times of actually celebrating um, you know, Jesus' birth into the world and, and the salvation that um, you know comes through Jesus, mm. and so I think that's a really important time to to celebrate it. It's a you know great time for families. You know, I think I think I've shared before potentially on on the on the podcast that you know my my own family at home at Christmas time. You know, Dad, we would never open up presents until we actually read one of the Christmas oh, you know, you have narratives. Said that. You know, and we had to wait, and it was always a pain. But actually, <laughs> it, it was a great reminder. And then you've got all these you've got all these things. You know physical things that, that remind you of of um of the gospels yeah um, and, so, and of the of christmas yeah so definitely edifying for the believer but a strong eye to the outsider on christmas oh totally and so i think at the same time as well this is a substantial event for the non-christian as well mm. um you know this is often the time you know we talk about c c and e christians 
Christmas and Easter. Christmas is a time where um, there's a willingness for people to come to church. There's a willingness to be invited. Uh, and in terms of, you know, engaging the unbeliever, you know, we've all heard the songs in the shopping centres. Mm-hmm. A lot of people aren't sick of them. They actually look forward to Mariah Carey coming out in December. Um, and, you know, again, hearing, you know, hearing the Christmas carols. Uh, often, I think a, a service, a Christmas Eve service and a Christmas Day service, often because of the texts of Scripture and just that awareness that we're going to have of loads of other people means that often the, you know, the sermon's sharper, there's real thought taken into the, to the flow of the service. There's attention paid to bringing kids into the into the church, and so there's there's a sense. Okay, we've got kids in our service for an hour. We need to be thoughtful about what we're doing. So there's a real purposefulness um, in pulling that together. So yeah. I think I think it's worth doing. Um, I think it's worth doing well. And I think the other reason it's worth doing well is um, again just thinking about your mission planning for the course of the year. Uh, Christmas is one of those is those big events. You know, you look at um, uh, attendance graphs and you always say there's a big there's a big spike often that's because we've we put on a, a boxing day uh, not a boxing day service a christmas eve service we put on a um a number of different christmas services in the afternoon for families and in the evening for uh you know for older older people as well and so we have a whole bunch of people coming into our church so we need to make the most of that uh and and not just putting all our eggs into the christmas christmas eve basket but actually pointing people towards Again, gathering in January um, and meeting up in January. So a really useful time to be actually promoting church and and what's happening uh, in you know in January because this is a key part of the year where you're kind of ramping up and building in a whole bunch of yeah. people to sort of get into your evangelistic funnel and and to continue engaging with Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, and even just on the Christmas service, like I have some family and friends who aren't Christian and they will like, out of respect for our relationship, they'll come on on Christmas or to one of the Christmas services. So I'm always like, who's preaching? And even like who's on welcoming? You know, who's going to be there and sending messages to friends to be like, can you be like normal and nice to X, Y and Z, please? Um, yeah, but it's a great opportunity. So um, you know, pay. I mean, pay attention to food, as you say, as well. Yeah. Pay attention to what you're doing post service as well. Um, I, you know, I think you know, take the opportunity, particularly with you know afternoon kids services, but you know, to um, to do activities that actually, um, you know, get families to see what you know, see what's going on in your church context. You know, this this year at my church, we're we're in a building project, so. I'm I'm really feeling the fact that we actually, um, oh, yeah. you know, don't have a backyard like, you know, where we can, you know, last year we ran a whole a, a concert, we ran a, you know, game games, we had jumping castle, we had loads of families connect with the church. Uh, mm-hmm. There were more, you know, more non-connected families and connected families. I think in, um, you know, in the church building on on that afternoon and that evening, and it, and it was a great opportunity to say, hey, um, here's church, and and we're a family that wants to let you know more about Jesus. So it's an opportunity that you don't want to miss. Yeah. And uh, Christmas songs? Christmas songs. Well, look, uh, I, <laughs> I think I, I, I think part of our, you know, part of our pushback as Christians is we're just so used to seeing them, you know, and we're, we've mm. heard them so many times or we've practiced them and they've been done poorly or done, you know, or done well. But again, think about the outsider. They haven't, haven't sung the songs. Often Christmas songs, they're easier to sing. They're, you know, really perfect for congregational singing. Not like I think a lot of our 
you know, our often modern congregational songs, which are beautiful songs to sing. I love what musos are doing, so don't even say I don't want to sing those. But uh, they're they're a lot harder to sing than than hymns and older and older congregational music. So in many ways, these songs are a lot easier, you know, a lot easier to interact with for the outsider as well. And there's so much, you know, deep scriptural <laughs> tr- truth in them as well. That's true. I can agree you know. with you there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and and you know, except for maybe Little Drummer Boy, but I still love singing Little Drummer Boy. You know, like it's still one of my favourites. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, uh, I am bringing up no, some nightmares for you, but definitely no, no. Little Drummer Boy is not one oh. you should be putting on your list. Pa rum pa pum pum. I'm probably not the best though to be talking about what songs you should and shouldn't shouldn't do. Uh, I'm very. <laughs> I'm not the person because I'd just be picking my favourites. So I've got this clip on Christmas songs, which ones are worth doing, which ones are not worth doing. Hey, my name's Claire Williams. I serve at City on a Hill Church in Wellington, New Zealand. Let me share a few thoughts on creating a set list for Christmas. Now, we all know that some carols are better than others when it comes to gospel content, but there are still a few that seem to get sung a lot at churches around Christmas that could probably do with the rest. Away in a Manger is my particular bugbear. It's technically about Jesus, but it doesn't actually really say anything about Jesus or why he was born. You're probably working with a four to eight song set list for any given Christmas service. You can easily find that many carols with solid gospel content. I would throw in a Hark the Herald or a Little Town instead. And let me commend to you a few modern Christmas hymns that you might not have heard of yet. I am loving O Come All You Unfaithful from Sovereign Grace's 2020 album Heaven Has Come. It takes the picture of Christmas as kind of joyful and triumphant and just turns it upside down a bit. Christmas is hope whether you're joyful or grieving. It's hope for the barren and the broken and the waiting. Jesus is a gift of peace for everyone. And I find it highly singable for a congregation too. You also might not be aware that Sovereign Grace has tweaked the lyrics to a few old favourites to bring a more clear gospel content into them. I know that adding verses to classics is a bit of a controversial area, um, but if that's something you think can help your church to present the gospel with beauty and clarity to a new generation this Christmas, then go for your life, I reckon. I particularly like their additions to O Come, O Come, Emmanuel and O Holy Night. And we love local music, so let me commend Emu Music's 2020 Christmas single, Maker Made a Child, to you. I think it's the best and most congregational of their recent Christmas releases. All right. So how hard should we go at for, at Christmas for those services? I guess particularly in light of COVID, I'm guessing people are pretty tired. Yeah, so I think I think it is important. You know, we're in unusual times. We've got to recognise our limitations. We've got a lot of staff teams that are exhausted, um, under strength. Uh, I, think, I think there's also a reality that... Um, I think there's been a, an initial, you know, welcomeness for those in locked in the lockdown states across Australia of, of coming back to church. You know, now you know now as restrictions are a little easing, there's an opportunity to sing. Um, but I'm I'm not I'm I'm not ne- sensing necessarily that most of our culture is and our society and our community are wanting to necessarily get back into into large you know into large gatherings. Um, so be conscious of where you're at with your staff and your people. You know, we're relaunching, re- relaunching teams and getting teams back. Um, and so, you know, there are many that are, you know, I guess tired and, and limping towards the end of the year. I, I, I also want to say at the same time, though, 
um, Christmas is a great opportunity to go back to, well, what's our mission? Our mission is to make and, and grow disciples in increasing number. And this is a great opportunity. And um, and again, Christmas is, it's it's like the 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 one that stung, that, that flung stars into space, um, the creator of the universe, you know, came into our world. Um, and this is what we're celebrating. I just think this is a, a it's a, it is an amazing truth and a truth that separates us, I think, from all the other religions, you know, that we would have a God who would, you know, come down into our, and, and be born in a manger, be born mm. in a, you know, a town in, in the middle of nowhere um, for, you know, for us. Um, and so I think it demonstrates God's glory, his love. His, and, and so I just think, again, keep coming back to this. This is a, a um, you know, a really uh, important thing. So be conscious of that. Think through where you're going to put your, um, you know, where you're going to put your effort. You know, is it going to be on the Christmas Eve, um, you know, family service and, um, you know, evening service? Is it going to be on Christmas Day? Again, this is where I think look back over previous year's data. Where are most of your people coming to? Um, I think it's well recognised that we we have, haven't in, in some states, so Victoria and New South Wales, we haven't met for a long time. So there is that yearning and I'm hoping that by Christmas we'll be able to sing without masks on. Um, there's that real desire to come together and, and so it's a you know it is a joy um, you know it is a joyous uh, occasion like are you wanting me to break into song too Maddie repeat the sounding joy no, repeat the no. sounding joy I, I love those I love song? those silent carols and then they go into loud I love you know I've only got one volume no. but I, I work really hard to get soft on those ones and then to go to loud uh, oh it's good it's good I think the other thing to recognize is that people are moving people are moving in January February and they're checking out churches you know there's they're on holidays and so people use this time as well i think to you know make a switch around church so you know be ready for unbelievers to come as well so that's i think the other reason why it's important for uh you know if you've got a staff team or um to, to not you know take holidays yeah yeah and so with the you know i've got the christmas eve service the but the christmas day um usually the one around new year's as well um yep yeah, I guess it depends where the Sunday falls, but I guess I kind of, is it that we want to be thinking, let's uh, kind of pull our manpower to, you know, maybe not ev- not trying to hit every service, but where it's going to be most effective. Also, the volunteers that you have around, like who's a- actually able to serve, do maybe do less and do it well. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Do, do what and we can. Yeah, that's it. And um, I, I, I mean, for a, for a church, for a church plant, often not meeting yeah. in a in a in a churchy building, uh, you know, Christmas is actually uh, I think in the first few years of a church plant uh, a, a time of actual low attendance, you know, um, and often I think what you find is, you know, a lot of your core team want to go back to their home church or they're you know they're spending time with families, and so again, realizing that you know again, so you might put yeah. more more effort and energy into the latter part of. Uh, of January where people are coming back from holidays. I think think about your own contacts as well. So, you know, in Sydney, you know, often that sort of Christmas to sort of the first week in January is when a lot of people um, leave Sydney and go, you know, go yeah. on holidays. So just being cognizant and, rec- you know, recognising that in the, you know, I'm, I know in regional areas around Australia, it's real. you know, it is really hot through January. So, so just being aware and paying attention to those realities that people have, uh, yeah. you know, in life. What do you think about the 11 p.m. Christmas Eve service that goes into? Well, I think I, I mean I loved I loved it when I was younger. Yeah. Uh, 
but I've got four kids now, yeah. and uh, you know, like the reality is, I'm, you know, we're often wrapping up pre- wrapping up presents. We're uh, we're taking it easy. We're getting ready for you know for Sunday stuff and having family around and all those sorts of things. So, yeah. um, so for me, it's not a service that I'd go to. But if I was a young professional, um, and uh, you know, single or unma- you know, unmarried, I'd I'd be there because again, I love sing I love singing Christmas carols and. And I love gathering. I get love gathering with God's people. So I'd, I'd be there with bells on, literally, literally yeah, with I bells on. Singing <laughs> all the Christmas carols there. <laughs> What's the one thing you want to say about Christmas services? Take the opportunity uh, to celebrate the birth of Jesus and use it as a real stepping point for January outreach and January mission that hopefully sets you up for a year where you're welcoming loads of new people into faith in Christ. Nice. And if I could add in my two cents, just do a few things well. I just feel like everyone is really tired, but you can do a few things well, and I think that makes all the difference. I like that. I like that, Maddie. I think that's really good. All right. What's in the toolbox? Well, I've got a couple of previous episodes from Craig Tucker. Um, so episodes 147 and 148, I reckon Craig always has useful things of, to say. And uh, we, caught, we recorded this, I think, well, two years ago, a couple of years ago. Uh, so just I always find it helpful to interact with other people, you know, get their thoughts. I'm not the most creative. I, ju- I just have a whole bunch of ideas from talking it out with others. So have a listen to those episodes. Uh, the other thing is, again, if you haven't thought about your mission planning for the year, I'd encourage you to think into uh, a mission plan. So go to one of our previous episodes, you know, pull out your calendar and think through what you're going to be doing over December and January. And I'd encourage you to sort of break up, um, you know, break up in those four weeks. What are some things that are happening already in the life of the church? What are some things that we're going to add? And see how you can uh, work through the connection so that you can actually move people from, you know, one event to the next so that they are, you know, moving into your community and getting a chance to uh, interact greater with your church family. All right, that's it from us today. I'm Madeline Galea. And I'm Scott Sanders. Chat soon.